This episode is brought to you by The Hartford, a leading provider of employee benefits and income protection products that is dedicated to standing behind U.S. workers to help them pursue their goals and get through tough times. For more information about The Hartford, visit thehartford.com slash employee benefits. We've also got a link in our show notes. I'm Nora McNerney, and it's going to be okay. I am a world championship warrior, or I would be if this were recognized as a sport, because I have literally worried about everything. I've worried about things I've done, things I have not done, things I've said, things I have not said. I've had full-on imaginary scenarios play out in my head based on other imaginary scenarios. I have basically written directed, and starred in several one-act plays in my own mind constantly for as long as I've been able to form coherent thoughts. (laughs) And with every exploration of every worst-case scenario, I viewed myself as an avatar for possible versions of myself, gaming out these possibilities and eventualities, like, okay, if this, then that, and if that, then this. And the that is always awful. It is a dark tunnel with no light at the end. It's me being ostracized from the playground in third grade, never to have another friend for all my days. It is me bombing my ACT scores and ruining my chance at ever going to college. It's my boyfriend dumping me for the hot friend of his that he says he isn't interested in, but how could he not be? I am interested in her. She's interesting. They are going to get married and laugh about me for the rest of their lives. That didn't happen. None of those things happened. But worrying about them felt in a lot of ways productive, like creating a little world I might one day inhabit. If I could feel the worst feeling before it arrived, if I could pre-live those worst moments, then maybe they wouldn't feel so horrible when and if they happened. And no disrespect to me, but what a waste. What a waste. What a waste. Not just in those moments, but in literally every moment like it. Because while I sat there playing through every worst case scenario, I was not doing anything. I was doing literally nothing, aside from raising my heart rate and my cortisol and staying up for days at a time fueled by only anxiety and worry. I was spending the present moment in a place I had no control of, the future. And I don't say this is a waste of time because, oh, I could have been doing something else like learning a language or trying to remember how to knit. No, no, no. It was a waste of time because I should have some basic pattern recognition at some point and realize that for every scenario I fretted over or banked on, none of them came true. None of them. None of them. That's not 100% true. My husband did die and I had worried about that. But honestly, not how I imagined. Not how I imagined. Not how I imagined and nothing could have prepared me for it. When it did happen, I can confidently say... I was not like, oh, good thing I already felt this. Uh, Doesn't hurt at all. Hmm, wonderful. So aside from that one huge example that really brought down the energy of this episode, the worst case scenario, if I were a numbers person and I ran the numbers, the numbers would clearly show you that the vast majority of the time, the worst case scenario doesn't happen. And honestly, neither does the best case scenario. Most of the time, our weak little imaginations are so far off base that it's really a boring scenario, (laughs) a boring, forgettable scenario that we won't be able to remember the details of in five years. 
a scenario so bland that to remember it would be like remembering the best piece of toast you ever had, or the shade of paint in the hallway of a building you walked through one time while also texting. Mostly the scenario will be so forgettable. Mary Oliver once wrote, I saw that all of my worrying came to nothing, and honestly, same. Thanks, Mary. Where were you when I was eight? You, oh, you were writing poetry? Well, I was eight. I couldn't read it. I mean, I could read, but I wasn't reading poetry, unfortunately. I was reading poetry. I wasn't reading Mary Oliver at age eight. What I'm saying is give your kids Mary Oliver poetry. Give it to them now. I'm Nora McNerney, and it's going to be okay. That it? Oh boy, it's all over the map, baby. It is weird. It changes every day. It's different for all of us. It's going to be different from you. And I want to hear from you. So email me, IGTBO, at feelingsand.co or call us at 612-568-4441. We're an independent production. Feelings & Co. is an independent production podcast company. The words are wrong, but I'm keeping them in. This episode was written and recorded by Nora McNerney in her closet. It was produced by Megan Palmer and Claire McInerney. The rest of our team is Marcel Malikibu, Jordan Turgeon, Larissa Witcher, and Eugene Kidd. We love you for listening to this. Thank you. That is a way of supporting us, and it means a lot to us. And you can also rate, review, and share this if you would like to. If you would not like to, that's okay, baby. We're gonna still we're gonna still be here. This episode of It's Going to Be Okay was brought to you by The Hartford. Employee benefits have always been hard to understand. They're even tough for employers to explain, which just makes it worse for people like you and me. The Hartford knows there's a better way. They're a leading group benefits provider that's using familiar language to get straight to the point when it comes to the benefits they offer. Because if your benefits sound confusing, who's going to know how to actually use them? Learn more at thehartford.com slash benefits.